Welcome. This is Karen Modakaitis, and you're listening to How She Really Does It, the place where inspiration and possibility meet. Are you ready to let go of your past and focus forward? Today, I'm here to talk about how to write a new story about who you are and where you're going. My hunch is you're tired of the story that has been creating this prison wall in your life and limiting the results of what you really want to have happen. And so today we're going to be talking about what are the things that get in the way. The first thing that you need to do is own your current story about who you are. And there's one really, really important guideline in this. You must do it with love. I talk a lot about compassion on the show. Compassion has three components. One is self-kindness. Two is common humanity. So guess what, my friend? You're not the only one that can have self-hatred or self-doubt, frustration with yourself, thinking that, gosh, if they only really knew me, thinking that you're a fraud, right? You're not the only person, and that's part of common humanity. You're not the only one going through this, and the great news is you don't have to be the only one that continues on with this. So you can move through it. We all have swamplands. We all have our struggling days, our struggling moments. And it's about how do we move through it? So the first thing is to own your current story about who you are with love, with love. What are all the things? I've talked about this so often here. I used to have this limiting belief. I was a loser. I was a loser from loser street. And that's why I went through the experiences that I went through, especially growing up. That was just what my brain as a child could figure out. And our brains like to to hear stories. Doesn't matter if they're true or not. And it will reward us. And we make that mean that when we get that dopamine hit that, oh, it must be right because I just got rewarded. It felt so good. It must be right. Well, I'm not a loser. And when I used to indulge in that story, I would, my friends would look at me with this like really puzzled look and they'd be like, you Corinne. And I'm like, no, but I am. And I was trying to convince them and get them attached. And I would drop all this evidence to fuel that. And they just would look at me really confused. And, you know, I started doing my own work around this. And uh, one of my good friends was helping me one day and she just was sarcastic. She's like, I was telling her some story, some what was me story, I think. And she's like, oh, that's right. That happened because you're a loser. And after a while, I started to get irritated with that. And that helped kind of the final letting go of that story. So own the stories. Like I own, that is a part of the past. And that used to be such a limitation for me. Another story I could have is, oh, I'm really shy. There was a time in my life I really was, especially when I was young. I didn't think my voice mattered. I didn't I didn't even like my voice. Who would have thought that I'd be running this podcast for almost 12 years? And I didn't want to talk to people and look them in the eye. But those are things that I can do now. I've practiced, I've learned, I've been running this podcast for a really long time. So there's nothing wrong with knowing where you once were and where you are today and for where you are today and where you want to go. But the first step is own your story about who you are with love. And I understand that that can feel really vulnerable because as you do that, 
you go, okay, well, what is my story? Who, what, you know, who is it? So let's just, we'll do mine for an example. So here's some simple things about me. I'm half Korean, right? I like to always throw that in. It's kind of like my little, like, whoa, look at this, because I don't really look Asian. I'm half Korean. I'm a swimmer. I'm a swim coach. I'm a podcaster. Uh, I'm a wife. I'm a mother of a blended family. I'm a friend. There's all those things. I'm a life coach. But who am I? What is my story? I'm somebody who really perseveres. I care deeply about people. And so deeply that when I was young, that I learned from some friends that it was stupid to care about other people and you should just armor up. And so I spent a great deal of my life armored up and I still can be armored up in the beginning. But once you can get past that armor, I really care about people and you'll see it. You can feel it because I can have this stay away. And there's a little bit more dramatic than that, but we're not going to go into that because it's a podcast and I try to keep it as clean as possible. So owning the story and getting to the deeper levels of who you are and what's all of you, what are the messy parts of you? I am not perfect. I always tell my that to my clients. I'm somebody that can struggle with her own vulnerabilities as well as be tremendously courageous and brave, especially if it's for somebody else to be tremendously brave and courageous in my life for myself. I'm also walking in with a lot of vulnerability and not the biggest fan of vulnerability because I used to think that once I got enough confidence, I'd never feel vulnerable again. And I can just tell you this, it's a big fat lie because I do. And now I remind myself that that is a part of my growth. It's like, oh, here I'm feeling vulnerable. This is a new experience. And at some point, maybe this experience won't feel so vulnerable because I'll have this down. And then as I evolve to my next level, my next version of myself being the next thing that makes me vulnerable and or that I'll trigger the vulnerability inside of me. So those are the parts of me, of my story. I love deeply, you know, I have this incredible marriage. I have these kids. I have this community that I get to be a part of and help build, whether it's on the radio with my coaching groups, with my swim team. Those are things that I do. I'm a community builder. And I'm not perfect, right? There are times that I can puff up and I become less righteous over the years because I realized that when I was righteous, which was really one of my core strengths of authenticity and integrity, but it was dialed up from a place of shame. And when I was righteous, I was actually less powerful. I felt powerful in the moment because that little shy girl who I used to be was able to use her voice. But I realized when I looked around, I wasn't connecting. No, people were starting to shut down and that defeated the purpose because connection is so important to me. So those are things that I used to be much more so and I've evolved and I've changed into, which we're talking about today is about writing a new story about who you are and where you're going. So who am I today? There's many components. There's things that I do. And then there's my core being. Who are you? And I invite you to sit down and just start to write, write it down. And the first ones are going to be like the, you know, the the ones that we go to. I'm so-and-so's mom. I'm so-and-so's dad. I'm so-and-so's daughter. I'm so-and-so's son. I'm married to X. I'm divorced from X. This is what I do. All of that. And then take it deeper. Who are you? Own your story. Are you a messy closet kind of gal? That's okay. Own that story. I used to be a messy closet kind of gal. I used to be a messy house kind of gal. And I like things to be tidy. 
It doesn't mean that it's like that every day. I am so far from perfect. It's fantastic. But I do like things to be organized and it's fun to watch where I've grown. So own your story of who you are. I like People Magazine and I like reading the New York Times. I used to love to read read the Wall Street Journal, not so much. I like fiction books and I like fun books that aren't fit. I mean, excuse me, I like nonfiction books and I like fiction books that are fun, but I don't really give myself a whole lot of opportunity. I'm a podcaster who's been speaking for a long, long time. And just like I just did, I'm going to leave it in. I can make mistakes. That is an example of owning your story with love. So, so important. Own all of it. One of the things in my authentic relationships were, whether it's with my husband or my kids or my inner circle of my friends, and I would say, I mean, I'm pretty authentic throughout my life, but they know all of me, right? The people that are closest to you, they're going to know all of you and they still love me. And why not love myself? So own your story, love yourself. And then if there's things in there, you're like, huh, I don't want to be the messy closet gal, or I don't want to be righteous anymore, or I'm tired of always puffing up. Okay. That's owning your story and loving yourself. And then it's helping you get clear on where do you want to go? And my hunch is your first answer is going to be, I don't know. We love to indulge in I don't know. And I invite you to answer this question. If you did know, what would the answer be? Brainstorm it. Give yourself permission to just do a brainstorm. Do a thought download, dump it out, write it out and see, and just start making this list. Again, those first few, they may be the superficial ones, but then as you go through, notice, where do you want to go? Who is it that you want to be? I think I've talked about this many times on the show. Years ago, I had this client who wanted to work with me and she hired me to be her own best friend. And I thought about that. I'd never had anybody hire me for that. And I was like, that is fantastic. It sounds so frivolous, but for her to be her own best friend, where she trusted herself, where she could own her stories, where she knew she could be a safe place for herself, her bravery in her work was huge growth. Her bravery in her marriage and being able to be vulnerable and connect with her husband, huge. Same with her kids. The power of being your own best friend is an empowering situation. And I would have thought 20 years ago, that's really frivolous. Who has time to be your own best friend? And we got shit to get done because I was a hard ass. Here I'm going off with the words, but that's okay. So know where you want to go. Give yourself time to dream about it. And okay, here's the deal. You don't need four hours, right? Give yourself five minutes. We can all tell ourselves that we need more time than we do start a list. I was at a a meet with a good friend of mine, a longtime friend. I've known him for like 25 years and we were sitting there and um, he was talking about at some point he's going to be retiring and he wants to do his bucket list. And I go, Oh, what is your bucket list? And so he started telling me some stuff and, and I'm like, I was very excited for him. Right. He's uh, different than my husband who plans to coach until he dies on the pool deck. But uh, my friend's like, there's so much other stuff I want to do. And then about two days later, he sent me a text and he's like, ooh, these are two more things on the bucket list. You can always add to your story. It is not once you've written it down, final, complete, like a term paper that you turn in and you can never revise it. 
right? This is an ongoing list. If you have to write it in pencil, because you give yourself permission to erase. This is your list. You are the boss of you. So know where you want to go. Dream about it. Brainstorm. Write it down. It doesn't, there's no right answers. And you never know where that will take you and what right turns you may make from there. It's like this radio show. I started in October 2006. And when I really wanted it was the uh, spring before. So I guess the spring of 2006. It's because my daughter was in kindergarten. I had this blended family that I'd been raising for, gosh, I think 15 years at that point. And so I had a five-year-old, a 15-year-old, a 18-year-old, and a three-year-old. And I thought I was really messing up my life. And I just needed a radio show to help me figure out how to do it better. And then here I am, 12 years later, still doing this show. And I didn't know that I would have had all the experience that I had. I wouldn't know that I was going to build this incredible business that I get to run now because I started the show. I didn't know all that. I just knew that there was something that I was looking for. And I, I wanted to be a better parent for my, for my kids and for my family. And, and it's funny because I really haven't even had that many like parenting experts on my show, but it goes back to that client of mine becoming my own best friend learning the tools and actually implementing them in my life. So I will always say that my show has been the greatest learning experience for me. It's been such a huge gift, even though I get to give it to all of you. But I did not know that this show would have been a vehicle for so many opportunities and so much more for me that, and the learning that happened was profound. But it all started with, I was trying to solve a problem for myself. So you don't judge, don't eliminate, because I did not have radio experience. I didn't even like talk radio. I was a totally visual person. And here I am still with the mic 12 years later. Okay. And then finally, when you know where you want to go, I want you to commit to it, make a decision and absolutely commit to it, to your new story. Who are you? So if you don't want to be we'll just use me for instance. If I don't want to be a self-righteous person, I don't say, okay, I don't want to be self-righteous. I don't want to be self-righteous. I don't want to be self-righteous because what you're telling your brain is self-righteous, self-righteous, self-righteous instead of where you want to go, which is I want to be compassionate. I want to be filled with love. I want to be compassionate. Compassionate people have boundaries. I want to, I want to be able to show up and receive from people and give to people. Focus on where you want to go. So again, I talk about mindset, you guys, mindset's so important, and then we want to discount it, and then we look for something easier. The mindset practice is where it's at. What are the stories that you're telling yourself? What are the voices that you're letting leak in, and you're attaching to them, and you're believing them, and you're allowing yourself to hate yourself? Because isn't it time that you stopped hating yourself? Isn't it time you stop with the, I don't know, what is it you want? Commit to it. Go test it out. And again, there are boundaries around all of this, right? I'm not saying like, oh, just quit your job and you have no money come in and, and you'll figure it out. I'm very practical and realistic. So my rule is that what I do can't hurt my family. That's a general boundary I have. So if I'm going to spend money, it can't hurt my family. That's my rule. And you evaluate because you're the boss of you. You're the leader in your life but you need to focus and commit to where you're going. And when you do that, people mistakenly think that, oh my gosh, 
it must not be happening because I have doubt. It's not going to happen because, you know, um, I'm afraid. Well, no, actually, when you commit to and you go through it, that's part of what comes up. The doubt, the the monkey mind of your brain of all the worst case scenarios, because we've trained our brain to go in that direction. And so your belief system, it's going to be fantastic because when you commit, when you focus and you know where you're going and you're rewriting your own story, there's going to be this disheveling that comes up and that is normal. That is part of the process. And then you remind yourself of who you are, this new story that you've written. I'm compassionate. I'm practicing compassion. I'm showing people my love. I can tell you this, 20 years ago, I would not have said that I have this desire to for love and connection and belonging. I, you know, I did not have that same belief, even though it was inside of me, but it was so armored up. Or I had that this incredible sense of ability to love other people and to care about other people. Again, I wouldn't have done that 20 years ago, but it was something that I cultivate and that's something that you can cultivate too. So when you write a new story about who you are, you can look at who you are now, what parts you want to keep and take forward and what parts you go, I no no longer need it. It no longer is serving me. And here's the thing. We don't need to beat ourselves up because maybe that was what we needed to get through what we were going through. And now it's not working. So a lot of times what happens is what got you here won't get you to the next step, to the next level of where you want to go. So it's about reevaluating, checking in, and saying, okay, what is my story now? What do I want my story to be? How am I going to write my new ending? And you do that by owning your story with love and then evaluating where you want to go. And then you write your new ending and you practice and you tell yourself over and over and you tell yourself over and over. One of the times, again, I used to mind my fallback was I'm a loser. And And I mean, even like 10 years ago, I was like, I'm a loser. And that belief when, when things don't go the way I think they're going to go. And that just happened even as recently as yesterday, I walked into a meeting and was totally surprised at what was coming out of the meeting. Um, I was able to get it all corrected by the end of the day, but (laughs) it definitely changed, changed my day and my plan for the day. But I didn't go into the, the knee jerk story of I'm a loser. It used to do that. Be like, oh, of course this is happening. I'm a loser. Of course, this is happening, but I could feel my energy shift. And as I was walking into my next meeting, and it was a really important meeting, I needed to get myself grounded. So I took some deep breaths and I let go of all the stories of, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? What is this going to mean? And, you know, da da da. It's over all of these things that were just like circling in my head. It was like, Corinne, calm down, calm down, breathe in. That meeting is on hold until you can circle back for the evening meeting that's going to occur that you just found out that probably be a good idea to show up to. Now you're walking into this new meeting. Are you clear about what it is that you want? Yes. Set your intentions, right? And and who is it that you want to be? I want to be a person that connects, that works for the greater community, that builds things. I don't even remember what my intentions were, but those are kind of the things. And I got myself grounded. I went into the meeting. I was able to get it done. Things got done quickly and I walked out. And and it's been so interesting because I've had a lot of meetings the last couple of days. And, and that's what's just been happening is that. It's like I get clear on my intentions. So it's like, this is the new story about who I am. 
this is where I want to go. And I keep focusing on that instead of looking back at my past of where I've been. That doesn't help to drive with a rear view mirror. We need to look at where we want to go. Again, it's never lying to ourselves. Notice I didn't say lie to yourself and pretend. So here's another example for my clients that want to lose weight. I never tell them that, oh, go stand in front of a mirror and say, I'm skinny, I'm skinny, because they would say, liar, liar, pants on fire. But one of the things that they'll say to themselves is, you know, they beat themselves up quite a bit at first. Most of my clients do. They're very good at that. And, um, but they'll come back and they'll start, we'll start, you know, figuring, okay, what is a new story that they want to tell themselves? And a lot, often it's, I'm a person who's learning how to take care of herself. I'm a person who's learning how to take care of himself. My, my body is more, <laughs> this one client is an engineer. He said to me, he goes, my whole life, my body was just something that supported my brain. <laughs> he's like, now I'm seeing things differently. I love that. You know, and he's like, I want to take care of my body. I want to have more improved health. I want to have energy for my family after work. So he started to create a new story instead of how he once saw himself and his body was, oh, it didn't matter what happened from the neck down because my brain is my most precious resource and my body is irrelevant because it just holds up my brain. He owned his story. We laughed about it with love, of course. And then he created a new story of what he wanted. And this isn't just about weight loss. This could be about money, right? I need to take a sip of water. Hold on one second. So money, again, going back to my, I'm a loser story, you know, and I had this whole story of, oh, you know, money doesn't happen to people like me. This is uh, probably in college. I think I got really clear about the story. And I often tell people, I remember being in college and I was putting myself through school. And at the time it cost, I'm, I'm, I'm 45. So you have to think in 1990s terms, not in 2018 terms. But back then I was going to public university and with everything, it was 9,000 a year, tuition, room and board, everything. And so I had a few jobs and stuff and some financial aid and I was able to put myself through school. But I remember thinking, oh my gosh, if I make 18,000 a year when I graduate, because my roommate who just graduated, that's what she was making. She was working in fisheries and biology and she was making 18,000. I was like, wow, if I make 18,000, I'll be rich right? Because I won't have to pay tuition and it's double what it costs me right now to live. Like I will be rich. I really believe that. And that, you know, again, that story was about who I once was and where I wanted to go. And, you know, we may can laugh about that, like, because 18,000 wouldn't cover my bills now, but back then it did. And then that mindset kept going. And there were times that mindset got a little tripped up and I was like, oh, now I'm going to be like my parents and their financial struggles. And I realized one day that I had to stop indulging in those negative stories because my parents went bankrupt twice growing up and we lost our home when I was in seventh grade. And a lot of that was really traumatic. And I don't even think it was about the experience of all of that. It was the shame I felt within our family. And, and I, what I mean by that, I didn't know it was shame. They didn't know it was shame. But, you know, the, the term that was used growing up that I remember, and my dad never said it, but I think this is a, a, com- a comment from my mom was losing face, right? Like, oh no, we've lost face in front of our peers. But it was that shame that I could feel that I've talked about here where it just slithers down people's pant legs across the room, up your pant leg and around your neck. And it just feels bad. And I remember feeling that bad. I always had a place to sleep. I've always had a place to eat. 
I was still fortunate that I could still swim. My parents made that enough of a priority. But when I got older and I was going through some tough times, I thought, oh no, I'm going to be like my parents. So I reverted back to their story and I started indulging in it and started worrying about it to the point where I thought I was going to need to move my family to the Philippines. And when I tell that story to people, they look at me a little confused because I think in their head, the story is, wait, I think she's Asian. Is she Filipino? Does she have family there? And I, and I just said to them, I go, no, I just heard once that it was like one of the cheapest places to live. So I thought I would just move to the Philippines because I got into this whole loser place and it was a knee jerk reaction. And what I had to do with that story was write a new story. One is own what my truth was because my parents' money story was not my money story. That was theirs. I had a very different money story. I had to own my money story with love and then have confidence about what I was going to build and what I was going to create in my life. And I can tell you this, you know, many, many, many years later, that's what I did because I kept focusing on where it was that I want to go. And yes, my friend, there are doubts, there are concerns, there's the, oh, painful feelings of vulnerability. You're going to feel that. And then you get to the other side and you're like, holy moly, you blow your own mind about what you create. Because when you write this new story about who you are and where you're going and you achieve it, you're like, oh my gosh, this isn't something that Corinne just rattles on and on about trying to get us to do. This is how it works. And it is. And that's why and you have to do the work. It's not about reading another book, listening to another show, you know, finding another video or a TED talk. You have to do the work. And sometimes we want to be vampires, right? And suck the work, suck the energy off of other people. I can totally do that. Notice how I'm saying it, but I'm saying it with love, like I'm owning my story. This is the imperfect me. This is the real me. And notice that and go, oh, I'm getting myself caught up in the busyness, but what am I actually doing? If I want to have a better relationship with money, what am I doing? If I want to have a better relationship with myself, what am I doing? If I want to have a better relationship with my children, what am I doing? If I want to have a better relationship with my life partner, my husband, my spouse, what am I doing? If I want to kick butt at work, not because I want to approve a whore and get other people's validation for me, but I want to blow my own mind of going, look at what I just did. How awesome is that? Right? Whatever it may be, it could be a yay me moment, just like it was for me today of wrapping up an email and getting it finalized and on the calendar for the for the meeting. Because that's something that I can let go by for a really long time. But I'm just like, I just want to get this off, right? Because emails is one of my uh, interesting arenas that I'm working on right now, right? Where I'm going to write a new story for that about how I'm going to be awesome at email. Because frankly, I suck at email, but I'm going to work on changing that story. And I just realized that here doing this show. So focusing on committing on where you want to go, noticing your belief system that pops up. And that's the voice in the back of your head that can tell you all those shame gremlin stories. Who do you think you are? You're a fraud. That doesn't happen. You're just like your parents. It's not going to be possible for you. All of the noise. And if you attach and believe it, you're going to create that result. Or you can say, okay, that was their story or that was my past. This is what I'm going to focus on today. And that goes back into the growth mindset and about how do we want to move forward? Now, is there going to be work? Absolutely. Is there going to be some maybe blood, sweat, and tears? 
there possibly could be. I'm not saying that when you write this new story that, oh, it just comes easily. Some things come easily. Like today's meetings, it was like, whoa, it just flow through, right? They're fantastic. One meeting was 13 minutes. I think the other meeting was just about that much time too. It was like, I love that, right? That they were easy meetings, got it all settled and done. I couldn't believe it. So I give you this for you. I invite you to go write your new story about who you are and where you're going. Here are the steps again. Own your current story with love. With love. Self-hatred is not allowed. Then dream about where is it you want to go? What's what's the story of who you want to be? In my hunches, there's probably part of it that other people see that you don't see in yourself. So you may want to even ask some of your close inner circle people, the people who know you and love you and love all of you and who aren't going to bring their egos in, but are going to love all of you and tell you what your strengths are because you may not even be able to understand who you are. And where do you want to go? Is there a gap between who you are and where you want to be? And then you start to focus on that and you write about that and you write it down. And this is what I'm going to do. It's like, you know, we have a to-do list of these are the items or a packing list. I have a packing list right now. These are the items I want to make sure that get into the suitcase today. You can write down your new story of who you are and where you're going, just like it's a packing list. And you just keep reminding yourself, you keep reminding yourself. And then what happens is that you start to show up that way and you act that way and you do things and you remind yourself and it's like, oh yeah, I I committed that I wasn't going to be a yeller of a mom and I did. I'm going to circle back with my kids and say, I really apologize for doing this. I'm really working on getting better at this. And right now, frankly, I suck, but I'm committed to getting better. That my friend is a place where shame cannot live because you've owned your story with love. So go out there, do this work, write your new story about who you are and where you're going and keep telling it to yourself all day long. Remind yourself, you can talk to yourself in your brain. It's not like you have to go and tell people, but keep reminding yourself and remind yourself and circling back and circling back and then reflecting, where am I? And where is it that I want to go? And where am I today? Let's take a look at the gap. What are the obstacles? And what is it that I may need to shift, learn to get where I'm going, where I want to go? Obstacles are part of the pathway. I'm so excited for you. I can't wait for you to go out and write your new story about who you are and where you're going. Until next time, I'm smiling big for you. Do you find yourself listening to a small voice inside you that likes nothing better than to repeat defeating stories like, I'm not good enough. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not thin enough, strong enough, or smart enough. I'm a fraud. I'm an imposter. From time to time, we all fall into this trap. We're human after all. But what if you could silence that voice forever? For years, I've helped my clients do just that in a one-on-one setting. Now I'd like to invite you to take a look at something that can help you silence those voices and start living the life you deserve from the comfort of your own home. After years of coaching, I've gathered all of my experience and expertise into a single online group coaching program. I call it 
enough, your daring year. Aren't you ready to finally feel enough in your life? Maybe it's time to do something about that. Go to howshereallydoesit.com forward slash enough to find out if my premium group coaching program is right for you. That's howshereallydoesit.com forward slash enough. Sound good? This isn't for everybody. I am deeply committed to selectively filling this premium group coaching program with humans who are committed to doing this work and are ready and willing to commit to themselves to cultivating the lives they want from a place of enough. If you're ready to stop being not enough and start living as enough in your life, go to howshereallydoesit.com forward slash enough and hit the apply now button and get started on your journey.